Hi everyone, this is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest, with a special message as we approach the Christmas season. This past year, the StarQuest Network has continued to expand our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture through our many entertaining and informative programs. Now we need your generous financial support to reach new audiences with more of the life-changing and uplifting programming we've been creating for more than a decade. That's why it's very important that we hear from you this Advent and Christmas, the time when nonprofits receive most of their support for the year. If you are already a supporter of StarQuest, we thank you and ask you to prayerfully consider increasing your support at this time. If you're not yet a supporter, please become one now. Every gift counts. Could you give $15 or even just $10 per month? Whatever level of support you can offer, please show your support for SQPN this Christmas. And remember that your gifts may be tax deductible. Just go to sqpn.com give. That's sqpn.com give. May God bless you this Advent. And may you have a blessed Christmas season. I'm Kim Commando, America's digital goddess. And you're listening to the Secrets of Technology podcast. Enjoy. You're listening to the Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Pat Scott. Hi, Pat. Hi. And Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hi, Father Andrew. Hello there. Uh, Folks, before we get into the show, I want to recommend another show that's on the StarQuest Network that I'm sure you'll enjoy called The Secrets of Doctor Who. And that's where Jimmy Akin, Father Corey Stika, and I... Uh, discuss the latest goings on with Doctor Who, whether it's the most recent season, which has been surprisingly good, or the uh, other modern uh, Doctor Who, like the David Tennant era, or we've been talking about Matt Smith coming up on the Peter. We're going to redo the Peter Capaldi seasons. It's going to be interesting. Mm. We also go way back to the classic Who, 50 years of Doctor Who. Now, Actually, now we're approaching 60 years in the next couple of years. 60 years of Doctor Who. Lots to talk about. We have a lot of fun doing that. You should definitely check it out if you have any interest in Doctor Who at all. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Doctor Who. So let's talk about our topics to tonight. I want to start off with a little bit of listener feedback. This one comes from... Ezra via email. And Ezra's uh, written to us before. Uh, and a uh, young man who writes, Hey, I just bought my first Oculus Quest 2. I was wondering, are there many exploration apps or touring apps that let you specifically tour places or museums in Europe? After searching a bit, I couldn't find much for that. Is there an app you would recommend? And of course, if there's an Oculus Quest question, <laughs> this is the panel for it. And specifically, Pat. Take yes. it away. What? Give us some uh, <laughs> some answers on this. Well, if you go looking for an app like that, there's not one you can find. However, I've been playing around and found that uh, there's a lot of things you can explore and travel with. There are a few um, uh, apps that are running on the Quest if you connect it to a gaming laptop, and that's called using PC VR with Steam. Uh, there are some something called Great Paintings, an art splurge, uh, a collection of museums, the uh, Sistine Chapel. Uh, there's, you know, five or six different things there that you can use. Uh, most people do exploring through Wander Street View. And so, like, I have gone to... Um, to Venice and walked down the streets of Venice. You can't go inside the museums, uh, but that that works pretty well. Um, There are some others that are mostly scenery-type places, like the Brink Traveler and the Virtual Traveler. They're beautiful scenery, but no, no, they're not museums. There was one I ran across that was called Charm that seemed to um, feature charming villages. Huh. that you could wander through in VR. And I thought that sounded like fun. Uh, there is, however, Google Arts and Culture. And now, of course, Google has their own VR little mini system called Google Cardboard. But a lot of times if something is made so it will work in Google Cardboard, you can look at it on a browser through your Quest. You just have to kind of play around with the settings and find the which one of the settings works best 180 usually gives me the best resolution. 360 gives me an all-around, but usually it's really blurry. Mm. 
So that's just a thought. If you do decide that you would like to do the the, the gaming uh, PC VR, you need a really good gaming get, uh, laptop. You have to use Steam and or the Oculus app, and then you could use your Quest or an Oculus Rift with that. And you do get beautiful results with that. And if you're doing Ethernet to your laptop, it it's pretty good on, on speed. Cool. So that's basically what I found. But just even using um, uh, YouTube VR, yep. there are tons of things on YouTube VR. Some of them are really grainy because they're older. But some of them are really nice, and I I walked down the streets of Pompeii one afternoon and just wandered around, and there were three or four different VR videos of it, and Paris and Tokyo, and there's there's uh, several places that seem to have multiple cities that they let you do traveling in VR. So that's cool. about the best I could find, but nothing specifically for, hey, this is a museum app. It's really a space, the, the whole VR space is just so to speak about to explode i mean the whole metaverse thing that they've been talking about there's really going to be a lot of this stuff coming out in the next few years and i can't imagine you know any of these big public museums the museum of fine arts the national gallery or any of the european museums you really are, ought to start working on vr experiences of their museums well and they are actually the Mona Lisa. There was a VR thing that we I could see a three R a three D video on YouTube VR about exploring the Mona Lisa. Oh, okay. and uh, so it's something they're doing at the, the museum. It's not intended necessarily for you know patrons to go look at, but it was a good experience in doing that. And they mentioned a lot of other museums that are beginning to incorporate VR and headsets to help experience how the paintings were made and things like that. So I think we're in the next two years. It's going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, and even like I, uh, a couple of years ago, this wasn't something that I could do on my own, but I was at a museum in DC and was able to tour virtually the church of the Holy Sepulcher in Ooh, Jerusalem. Uh. And, but that was like, you had to go to the museum, sit in one of their chairs and their headsets. And it wasn't right. in, in Oculus quest, but those kind of things, I think, are definitely, definitely coming down, coming down the pipe for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just have to make a plug for for two things, I guess. They're, they're related, but totally, totally different. Um, if you um, are interested in working out at all, you can use an app called Supernatural. Pat, oh, you're yeah. the one who kind of got me introduced <laughs> to that. But that will let you go to places and oh, you'll have like yes. awesome, amazing backgrounds. Machu Picchu, um, the Galapagos Luxor. Islands. Um, yeah, whenever it's, it's at Luxor in Egypt, I'm, I'm like, oh, this is totally, I'm in Stargate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't really like walk around and, and experience them virtually, but it's, it's in the background and it is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to go to a galaxy far, far away and tour Batu, uh, <laughs> definitely pick up uh, star Wars tales from galaxy's edge. Cause you can yeah. explore that planet virtually, definitely. which is a lot of fun. I'm still stuck inside the lo the uh, the place where the little robot is, so I'll have to get out and get to see the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it changes my perspective of because I've been to Disney World, and so it's cool to have the two the VR, which is like completely immersive, and then to actually go to the the Disney World version of it. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. And I understand Disney is now beginning to do some VR experiences you know, there for some of their, their customers too. Hmm. I had seen something about yeah. VRs at, uh, at Disney itself that you would go into an experience using VR. Oh, cool. Yeah. They've done things in that, you know, realm for years. They've done 360 for years, yeah, you know, where you're standing in a room, yeah. but, but this was actually a VR headset yeah. that you would put on. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me in the least that they would do that. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Ezra, I hope that gives you some ideas. And uh, if you, we'll put some links in the show notes to some of these and uh, we'll let us know if you find something good and you find what you're looking for. Uh, we'll we'll let everyone know about it. So I want to go to our main topic for uh, this uh, episode. As you remember, last time I'm, uh, I was uh, here with uh, Father Corey and Joanne, and we started talking about uh, Christmas gift ideas. And that's what we're doing this year. We're doing the, uh, several weeks of Christmas gift guides. Of and we're, this year, we're doing it a little differently where we're going over several weeks worth, and we're also going to be giving you ideas, tech gift ideas 
from the inexpensive, say, say under $100, the medium price, $100 to $400 or so, and the expensive, anything over $400. That's a, those are arbitrary numbers I just picked out of the air. I mean, it could be, it could be anything, but uh, that's, that's what I picked. And uh, we're trying to... We're, this is different from our picks of the week. And I didn't, I don't think I said this explicitly last time. It's different from our picks of the week. Picks of the week are usually things we've used, we've tried, and we're recommending. Uh, with this, these are sometimes things that we haven't tried yet, but look really cool. And we would like for ourselves even, and that somebody that you know may want, want one of these, uh, some techie that you, that you, in your life. So, uh, or you may want to let somebody in your life know that this is something you wouldn't mind getting for Christmas, <laughs> that sort of thing. So um, th that's kind of the difference between this and our picks of the week. So let's get started talking about it. Um, and I want to let Pat, why don't you go first with your first pick? We're going to start at the inexpensive under $100 picks. Well, several years ago, I, I got tiles for a lot of my family. And I, so I got to thinking about it and to update that idea, the Apple AirTag, you can get one Apple AirTag and a holder. And that falls into that inexpensive realm. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to get the Apple leather holder. You can get a holder for $9. And so basically the AirTags are $30 each, unless you find some bargain that I didn't. I, I They have a four-pack but I couldn't find it anywhere that looked like they were sold out a lot of places. Mm. But at any rate, and then the holder I found was an eight ninety nine that would fit on your key ring and hold the, the little air tag. So that was my idea is, is let somebody have something that would be very useful in, in keeping track of something like their keys or their laptop or, in my case, the Quest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got several of them. I've got them attached to things my kids own. I would like to get even more of them because we're constantly doing the old, I don't know where I put my... Kindle or my bag or my whatever. Uh, it's perfect, especially if you get someone in your life who is misplacing things a lot. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, how about you, Father Andrew? What's your first pick uh, for a Christmas gift guide? So I feel like I'm like a running advertisement here on all my picks this week. But like, you know, first <laughs> of all, like who doesn't like music? Yep. You know, so I remember as a kid, um, my uh, cousin had a... It, it was a radio that she could put in her shower and it was the coolest thing ever. Every time we went, we went to my aunt and uncle's. I just loved this thing because uh, at home I just had to listen to the, to the, to the waterfall and no, no music whatsoever. So uh, upgrade that into the, you know, 2020s and uh, we have waterproof portable Bluetooth speakers. This one that I'm recommending is the, the JBL clip three. Um, it actually is one that I own, so I can personally vouch for this one and it is in my shower and it's, and it's fun because, you know, I can just, I can have my, my music, uh, playing from my phone and, you know, and it's, it's super small. It's, I mean, it'll fit in the palm of your hand. Um, but it's also something that you can take to the pool. You could take to the beach. You could, it's got a kind of a neat little kind of carabiner clip that you can clip it to your, your backpack and take it with you on the go. Um, you know, and so for all your summer waterproof, uh, kind of activities, it's perfect for that. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to some music in the shower, it works for that as well. So that Yay. is my, uh, and it's 50 bucks. So, uh, definitely in the <laughs> uh, inexpensive realm as we're talking. Right. Rel and I know relatively, these things are relatively inexpensive. Right. People's budgets are different, but yes, that's where we're going. We're, we're talking under a hundred bucks for a, yep. for a pretty decent gift. And that's, that is a, that is a good idea. That's the sort of thing. A lot of different people, college students could, would really could use something like Even that. Teens, you know, oh, teens yeah. would love that. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, and I don't know if we mentioned the air tag was, is twenty nine ninety nine, and the holder, the Apple one is, is nine bucks. Uh, and you can find air tag holders all over Amazon. Mm -hmm. I would be careful though, because I had a few that were not good and either broke or the, the clip uh, broke. Um, so uh, with, smart tag with air tag uh holders that you get off of amazon you're gonna want to be a little Look more at the reviews etc <laughs> yeah yeah that's the yeah 
so the my pick for this uh, range, for the inexpensive range, is the Anchor Magnetic Wireless Charger MagSafe. Uh, and this is specifically for people who have an iPhone that can do MagSafe. So iPhone 12 or 13, anything within those range, minis and pros and all all of them uh, can use this. And it's, it's from Anchor, like I said, which is a good reputable name. It's $55 and it magnetically charges by magging to the back of the phone. It's magnetically attached to the back of the phone uh, and you, it'll, it'll do charge through. So if you plug it in while it's attached to the phone, it'll charge the phone and then charge itself. And uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a great little uh, charger. I don't have one yet myself, but it's, it's it's on my list. So uh to any of my 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 uh, wife that's not listening. Um but uh it's it's a it's a great charger if you have an iPhone that does MagSafe, that's for sure. Is this a uh, one that's that sits up vertically or is it a flat one? It's flat it's so it attaches to the phone. So okay. and especially if it has if you have a MagSafe case, it's probably it will it'll work better. So a MagSafe case has a metal in it. Uh, right. So so that to make the magnet hold better. Um so yeah, it's it it attaches to the phone and so it the it's flat. Um it it'll create a bump on the back of the phone. It the, the phone won't lie flat with it, but it but it's it attaches and stays pretty secure. Well, I had an older anchor model that was the the stand up one that was a was a you know magnetic charge too, and yep. that's why I asked because that that was really handy because it I could prop it up in front of the the computer or whatever and right. and uh, yes, so, they yeah, have those anchor too. makes great great products. They yes, really they do. do. They do. Excellent. So that that's our uh, under a hundred dollar range. Um, so let's quickly move on to our median range, and these are gifts that would retail between a hundred and three ninety nine. So, uh, Pat, why don't you take it away with that one? Well, this one I don't have, but I had a client that, you know, they asked me to do set up all sorts of things, including coffee makers and, and uh, you know, I swear anything that has a chip in it, they ask me if I can set it up. <laughs> so one day a lady told me, you know, could you set up my Roku TV? And I'm thinking the little Roku box. And I've set up a fair number of those. So I said, sure. And I turned around. She said, it's over in the corner and I see a TV. And I said, uh, where is the Roku? She said, that's it. I said, Okay, where's the Roku box? She said, <laughs> the TV is the Roku. And I picked it up. It was so lightweight, but it was a fairly good size screen. I mean, it was it was nice on the counter. Just picked it up, plugged it into power, connected it to Wi-Fi, and off we went. And it was a most pleasant experience hmm. in doing that. And it came with its own little remote, or you could use your phone as a remote. But I was pleasantly surprised at how easy that was. Right. You didn't have to have an existing TV that you had then to join cables to it and all that. It was just a standalone power plug. That was it. Right. If you're if you're buying a TV these days, it's you know, and you don't already have a smart TV box like an Apple TV or Roku or Chromecast or Fire TV, this might be the way to go. Uh, and it's, it all it's got in. all the apps in there for you know for mm -hmm. PBS and uh, Prime and all those other apps. Yeah, so Disney Plus. Even Apple yeah. TV is on there. So yes, Apple TV yes, Plus. It is. So uh, yeah, it's worth it. And the one you've got linked here is uh, at Target, and it uh, says it's a it's a 32 inch TV from TCL. For 170 bucks, which yeah, that, that's a, that's pretty good for a little lightweight you know. TV you can just stick on the counter. Yeah, <laughs> or a yeah. bedroom, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 32. I remember when 32 was like a giant TV. I just, I, <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm the old man who remembers like, well, you know, when I was your age, a 19 inch TV was we all gathered around it and we we got radiation poisoning from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last TV we just got rid of was uh, like a 36. Yeah, so. I, have a, I have a 37. And I have no room for anything bigger. I literally don't. <laughs> uh, I, folks may know that my family and I have been staying in rental properties while our house gets repaired. And the last place we stayed had a 70 inch TV in it. <laughs> this is like, it's like being in a stadium, you know, a billboard. Uh, my kids pretended they were doing PowerPoint presentations in front of it. It was very strange. I'm like, why? Yeah, why not movies? Or... <laughs> I think they were doing TED Talks. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk I, about, about Legos. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, good pick, though. That is a good pick. Uh, Father Andrew, what is your next pick? So for anybody who knows me knows that I am a gamer. And so my 
medium um, expensive pick is the Nintendo Switch OLED version. So the OLED version came out just this past October. So it's it's the newest um, Nintendo Switch model. Um, it so it can play you know, all of the Nintendo switch games, it's got a seven inch, uh, screen. If you played in handheld mode, um, it's got 64 gigabytes of internal memory. It's got enhanced audio from the, um, in handheld mode from the first, uh, version. Um, it's got a adjustable stand so you can play it kind of on your tabletop if you like. Um, I prefer it to play it plugged into the, the dock and in the TV mode, because then you've got mm. the, the big, big screen. But if you're on the go or if you're, you know, traveling, you can take it in handheld mode and go. But what's awesome about it is of course it does play all the, the current Nintendo switch games, but they have also released uh, fairly recently a, um, um, they have an online game subscription service that you can, you can, you can pay for that, but it'll give you access to a bunch of original Nintendo games, a bunch bunch of Super Nintendo games, and they just started uh, Nintendo 64, a number of Nintendo 64 games, and so they're hopefully going to be adding to that catalog, because right now it's uh, pretty slim pickings, but um, some of your, your you know, uh, Legend of Zelda is on there, Mario Kart, Super wow. Mario 64, you know, so real the hitting the, the, the nostalgia <laughs> itch for all of us, um, you know, especially if we grew up on the, on those games, so... Uh, the, the, this particular model is 350 bucks and, um, it's, I mean, I, I don't have the OLED version. I have the original version, but the Nintendo switch is definitely, uh, um, an awesome Christmas present for Nintendo fans. Okay. Nice. Well, my pick is for the geekier set. I think yeah, you have to be, you have to be a little bit geeky to want it, to want this. And this is the Elgato Stream Deck. And this has been a pick of the week for me. They've updated it. This is a, the Mark II, the newer version, and it's 190 bucks. And it's a, it's the 15 key version. There's also a smaller version and a larger version. What's nice about this Stream Deck is it's pro, it's a programmable control panel for your computer. It's USB connected, and it's got software that you install on the computer. And then you can do all kinds of things. And it comes pre-installed with things like to control Zoom or uh, li- any of the live streaming Skype or stuff like this. So you can uh, mute and uh, record and all those things at the touch of a button. The, the, the programmable buttons are little OLED screens themselves. So they change as the state changes. So you switch from one app to the other. The, the buttons change. They can show it. Uh, uh, data that they could show like a like two or three you know like uh, depending on how they're programmed i have it set up on mine where i have it connected to software called keyboard maestro where at the i can hit a button and it will take a series of steps automations on my computer and do a whole bunch of stuff so i have it set up with like a program i use called drafts where I, when i have a new episode of a show that i'm preparing for i press one button i enter in the episode title the date we're going to record the date we're going to uh, it's, it'll release and then it sets up a OmniFocus project. It sets up folders you know, on the hard drive for where the files are going to go, all that sort of stuff. And all that is programmed automation and keyboard maestro, but I can, I can do it all at just the press of a button. And uh, I can do it for each of our shows. So like Secrets of Tech has its own little uh, artwork on the button and that sort of thing. So it's a lot of fun. You there's a lot of a lot of people out there who've written about it on their blogs and various places and Reddit. Uh, we can get ideas about how to use it and set it up. Um, and if you you know if if you want to get an, a slightly unusual for someone who likes to go a little beyond the usual with their their productivity enhancing, they're hacking their productivity. Uh, this might be something that they might enjoy. So I, that's one thing that's going to be my uh, recommendation at this particular level. All right. That okay, cool. intrigues me for sure. <laughs> yes. Anything I'm almost to want... be more productive. <laughs> yes. And, and that, I mean, it's it's so cool. I'm almost tempted to, to want the bigger version, which is a little more expensive. Uh, I think it's in the 250 range, I think it is, but it, it comes with like 30 buttons or something like that. And it's like, it's like having, you know, the control panel for the Enterprise in front of me, you know, punch a chewy, you know, right. hyperspace. Uh, it's a lot of it's it's really awesome. I mean, it's it, yeah, I, I can go on and on about it. Maybe someday it will, I'll I'll make that a segment. We'll talk about uh, where I'll talk about it at length. Um, all right, so let's go to our top of the line picks. Anything over four hundred dollars that we we're gonna we, we, that we would recommend to as a gift, or uh, probably in many cases 
want for ourselves. Uh, Pat, why don't you go first? Well, this will be a surprise to everyone um, <laughs> that my pick, I actually had to bump up a little bit to get it over to that higher than 400, uh, is a Quest 2. The Quest 2 comes with 128 gig for 299, but I went to go ahead and choose the one with 256 gigabytes of storage for 399. So to get it over 400, I added the head strap that I like best, which is mm -hmm. a a halo type strap that keeps the pressure from being too hard on your head. And it comes with a battery pack and then a case for it. So you add 360, 40, that's, yeah, that's just right, right at 500, I guess there. So any rate, that's my thing. And I have a lot of people that I uh, see on, on the Facebook groups that that's what they're getting for Christmas or that's what they're <laughs> giving for Christmas. So this, if you're going to get one, you should look pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but there are places I ordered uh, one for my daughter who did not have a Quest. I ordered it on Friday night and it showed up at my door on Saturday this is wow. highly unusual because last yeah. year when I ordered one, it was three weeks to four weeks before it got there. So sooner the better. Yes. I like this this Halo strap that you did, the Bobo VR M2 with the battery pack. It's a little different from the one we'd you and I had talked about for. Right. Like, I don't have, I have this one, but, um, but the battery pack adds a lot of usefulness to it. Well, not only does it add battery life to the to the head to the headset, it counterbalances that's one of the problems yes. with these halos is you it's the it's all front heavy because the, the the goggles are hanging off the front usually it's the strap wrapped around your head that holds it there but the halo kind of sits on top and the the glasses are the you know the, the the goggles are hanging in front and so you need some counterbalance weight in the back so a lot of people have velcroed battery packs yep. onto it like that's i did done but having this built in as a counterweight is a great idea. So, um, yeah, it's good for those people who aren't very uh, do-it-yourself type people. It's already mm -hmm. there; they don't have to worry about it, and it's it extends the the time that they can use it as well as relieves the the pressure and the the yeah. weight. I uh, I may put this sixty dollar head halo on my list as well <laughs> so you can be a saint with a halo <laughs> my ulterior motive yes that's right that's the only way i'm gonna probably get a halo uh, my ulterior motive for this uh, series of episodes is is coming clear uh, this is to help me yes. build my christmas list <laughs> all right father andrew you're up what's what's your pick Okay, so this is uh, definitely my favorite out of all of my Christmas picks uh, for this episode. Um, I My pick for the expensive one is a Legends Ultimate full-size arcade cabinet. So Ooh. definitely, you know, hitting that, um, well, nostalgic kind of itch that we have. But, I mean, to, to play on an arcade machine, an arcade cabinet, um, there's just something fun about that. I mean, they, they're, they're still around. Thankfully, there's a few arcade, you know, places around, but it's not like it used to be. Uh, and I'm sure, Dom, you probably knew it when it was more oh, the yeah. thing, even before I was really yes. into it. Um, you know, but there's, there's something just really cool about playing an arcade machine. And so this particular one um, has 350 games built in. It's basically, if you consider, wow. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a, um, a Linux-based operating system that's you know the the tv screen it's it's a flat screen but it's built into a, an arcade cabinet and then it's got the um kind of the arcade controls and so it's emulating these 350 games and this particular one includes the super star wars trilogy which Ooh, is wow. ridiculously difficult to play <laughs> um it's it's fun but it's difficult it's got tetris it's got asteroids it's got space invaders wow. um, disney's aladdin lion king um it even has fix it felix jr which is cool. um so wreck so wreck it ralph wreck it ralph yeah yep um oh, but oh, it's, oh, oh that wreck it ralph i didn't yeah. know where that was from yeah, yeah but it, what what's interesting about fix it felix jr is they made the game because of the movie so the, the right. game never existed <laughs> before the movie but it's sort of a homage to um, Donkey Kong, the original yeah, Donkey yeah. Kong arcade. Um, and the reason that I'm talking about this with experience is because we had a parishioner donate this to our youth house. Oh, wow. So I have I've been able to play this. I actually had to build it. Think of an Ikea sort of 
uh, <laughs> thing you have to build. I had to build it, uh, but it's in our it's in our youth house, and it's got two players, so you know two youth can be playing it at the same time, or they can challenge wow. me to, to to the games, and just super super fun. It's um, $500 um, if you can find it at Sam's Club, which is where this parishioner found it. And in fact, I've been to a Sam's Club and I've seen it um, on display for $500. Um, but you can't just like go to their website and buy it. You can you can find it for $800 um, at this um, other website and you can find it at other stores, too, if you're if you're lucky. I think Sam's Club was our. Um, maybe the best bet, but this um, other website has an Apple Pay button here, and I'm really you know, <laughs> not oh, pressing this button. <laughs> Dumb, your kids would love it. Oh yes, and my sure. wife would kill me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it would be a justifiable homicide. But it's really cool because the controls are awesome because it's got all the different controls. It's got the joystick, it's got the ball, it's got the buttons for all the different yep. games. Yep. Yep. Wow. And it's even got, I think, some side buttons like flippers, like if you if it's emulating a pinball, pinball. machine. Oh, cool. Um, the other cool thing about it is that since it's a modern machine, it does have Wi-Fi connectability. You can submit your high scores to an online leaderboard and you can, you know, try to beat the high scores across the country. Nice. And, you know, I'm I'm sure you could maybe even get newer games on it and stuff if, if they came out with for that. Um Ours is in a house without Wi-Fi, so we can't we can't do that. But that's yeah. <laughs> that's not the point. Uh, but definitely, you know, arcade, but in the in the modern uh, era for sure. Cool, that wow. is a lot of fun. I mean, it's not only is it nostalgia for Gen Xers and older millennials, mm-hmm. but even you know the younger folks. They there's a certain nostalgia for the tech of that. Like Jack Barzini always talks about, like he tries to resurrect old tech to mm-hmm. use you know and and there's a certain fun factor in this stuff so it it is it, it's really neat i like that and there and there's something just good about introducing the the kids of today with the tech of yesterday yes yeah. and you know and like these games are super fun they don't have the the best graphics or you know even at least the storyline is you know just you know <laughs> yeah, super minimal. simple you you know hit asteroids with your with your spaceship but there's something that's just there's a there's a just a joy there if you're you know if you're playing with your your dad or you're playing with huh? your brother or your sister and you're just you know trying well, to beat each other in an arcade the simplicity yeah. is it's like a zen of that you know there's yeah. just like in that simplicity is just you don't have to it, it's not super complicated you don't have, there's no learning curve you just yep. go you know and yep. there's there's something about that they, they were designed these games were designed with constraints and those constraints sometimes led to lots of creativity and oh, fun. Yeah. So I, I I miss a lot of the, the games of my youth. Hey, Dom, just tell Melanie that Tetris is on there. <laughs> Actually, I may, uh, that may be a reason not to get it because she's a super oh. Tetris fiend. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honey, can I use the game machine? No. <laughs> All right. Awesome. That's a great pick. So my uh, last pick for expensive gift this week is the DJI Mini 2 let's see the Mini 2 Fly Air combo fly more combo so this is a a, a drone DJI is the no. drone there are lots drones. of drones out there and lots of good drones out there you know the, not not even just cheap ones there are plenty of cheap ones that are you know <laughs> no good but DJI is acknowledged as it's sort of the apple of drones it's or the google if you will the google pixel of drones it's it they're really good and really super easy to fly and the the then they have a variety of different drones at, at lots of different price points that go way high uh and uh, but this I, I i feel like i've i've been reading up on drones and watching a bunch of youtube videos and i really feel like this the mini 2 is hits the sweet spot of price and performance and ease of use uh but also the features and I, this is the one I would get. I don't have a drone, but if I if I was going to get one, this is the one I would get. And the combo comes with like a case and extra batteries and all that sort of stuff that makes it you know more fun to to use. The ba- batteries on drones don't last forever. They, they, they so if you're going to be flying for any length of time, you're going to you're going to be swapping them out. But the, these drones are great because they they're they're so much better than they used to be. Just even a few years ago, where they level themselves. 
They don't have a tendency to fly off into <laughs> strange directions or <laughs> the wind blowing them across or, you know, like the cheap drones. My, my son's had got some cheap drones for Christmas a few years ago, and they're really they're kind of hard to fly because you got to trim them out. It's like a plane. You know, there's no automation in it. And these have these really you know big, smart AI chips in them that really let it fly nice and easy. Just like stay there. Follow me. So that some of the I think I think this one might have the follow me thing where it just follows you along. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a return home button. So if it gets out of sight, you just say return home and it will come to you. Um, that a sort tracker? of thing. Oh. Uh, and uh, I don't know if they have a tracker built in, but they should. Um, but you could that also be nice. You could put a tile or a yeah, air tag on it. That would be yeah. uh, a thing to do. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's a lot. There are a lot of fun. And this one is there's a new FAA rule where if they're above a certain weight, you have to get a certificate. And this is in I can't, there's a certain term for it. I don't remember. I'm not an expert on this, but this is uh, comes in just at that w- weight limit. So you don't need to get an FAA certificate, a Part B certificate or something along those lines. Um, but it's so it's it's a it's a true amateur consumer fun product so uh, that cool uh, yeah and i've seen uh my brother has one and he's it's really fun at parties you know like at uh like, like my uh pool parties like a family pool party and he's flying overhead yeah. and travel you know that's another yeah. thing just traveling and being able to to get it up to see some of the sites would right. be really pretty I I, th- I tell people, you know, in a hundred years, people will recognize video shot from this period, like movies and TV shows and documentaries, because they'll all have these overhead drone shots. <laughs> Every show <laughs> nowadays yeah. has that overhead drone shot, that dramatic shot overhead of a car driving as it looks straight down on it. You know, the helicopter. <laughs> you used to have to have a, own a helicopter to do that. Now you can yeah. do it for six hundred bucks for the. With a, uh, dr- a drone, a consumer drone. So, uh, yeah, this is you know maybe someday I'll I'll be I'll get one of these, um, and they'll be I'll have some fun with it, and they'll be even better by the time I get it. All right, so I think that's a good set of uh, of the nine different gifts at different price points, and we'll do this again next week. We'll do one more week of this, uh, then we'll we'll move on to to something else. But that should give you time, hopefully, to get any of these if you plan on getting them for for Christmas, or and if you have ideas if you have some super cool christmas techie gift ideas that you think we should talk about let me know you send an email to technology at sqpn.com and we'll talk about it on a future episode all right so uh at this point i want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give Make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology in all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And uh, right now is a particularly good time to give as we get close to the end of the year. Uh, this is uh, when, uh, as you've heard, uh, you've heard the message at the beginning of the show uh, that uh, uh, that I put there. This is our Advent giving campaign time, and uh, we particularly rely on your generosity at this time of year to support our nonprofit ministry of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture, and in this case, faith and technology. So thank you very much. Visit sqpn.com slash give. So let's talk about some headlines. Now, uh, we have uh, we didn't have a show last week. Actually, it was two weeks ago that we had that other show. It was Thanksgiving week, and uh, Apple dropped some news in the interim between the last show and this one, and the, it was some really interesting news. Apple has started this new phone repair program where they will sell parts and tools and give you instructions on how to repair your Apple products at home without you don't have to bring them into a store. You don't have to go to a third party repair shop. You can do it yourself. You can do some micro soldering and (laughs) probably not. (laughs) But um, it was this is a very interesting uh, move on Apple's part to, to do this. And I have a feeling. You, that I know what it's about, but what do you all think of this before I before I talk about what my thoughts on it? My first thought was European Union and their requirements of making people have things that are uh, cross-platform, uh, repairable, all that's probably behind some of it. Mm-hmm. You know, get ahead of that curve before they get sued. Right, right. That and the uh, the whole right to repair movement, which has been pushing for laws in various states to allow... Uh, third parties to do repairs and that's been the big thing is is 
these third party shops, independent, you know, repair shops that replace screens and stuff. Apple has been making it harder and harder to do these repairs because they've they've tied like the uh, fingerprint sensor, the touch ID sensor or the face ID mm-hmm. sensor to the screen so that when you replace the screen, the display, you have to totally it, it totally disconnects the the safe harbor uh, element in it and it causes all kinds of problems so only apple could do it and this is this isn't just bad for the third-party repair shops it's bad for the user because not everyone wants to go to an apple store not everybody is near an apple store they they just want to go to the local guy there's no problem with that so now the thing about this that i think is is interesting i don't think this is about letting you know you and me primarily about letting you know people like us get stuff at home and laying it out on my desk on my at home and fixing my broken screen this is probably more about apple allowing third party repair businesses to get a hold of this stuff without having to set to, to uh, officially baptize that as an official channel of repair what do you think do you think i'm well, off base on that no, because I think I saw in the article where it was specifically for individuals and small repair places. I mean, I th- I saw the wording on that. Maybe okay. it's somebody's conjecture and I misread it, but I think it was very definitely saying that's not a problem anymore. Right, right. And I think I think your average user isn't going to have the confidence level to even want to attempt to repair their phone like this. They would rather take it to a third party. Um Probably rather than Apple, even because that would be cheaper, and that's kind mm-hmm. of um, you know helpful. I mean, I think for someone like or for for people like us, <laughs> okay, I better I better be careful how I say this. I, that was how I learned growing up was like taking apart the computer, mm-hmm. and like in fact, I remember at one point I forget what we had, whether it was a Windows ninety eight or Windows XP. And I really wanted to play <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic on this computer, but oh, it needed yeah. an updated video card. And I remember going out and buying what I thought was the right video card and put it in, figured out how to how to get it to work. And of course, it like it ran the game, but it was like super jerky and it didn't really <laughs> run the game. But there was a whole learning experience there that I, I really appreciated being able to take it apart, see how things work, you know, but uh, um. Part of me would love to do that with the iPhone, and then the other part of me is terrified that I would just actually just damage it. it more, and then I need to yeah. take it in anyway. So, I suspect you're right, Dom. I think it, it, it'll it help the third-party people rather than the individual user, um, unless you're, you know, unless you've got Jack your old Parazzini iPhone. or... <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. right. You know, unless yeah. you unless you have kind of a, you're, you're willing to take that risk to um, open it up yourself, which... A lot of people will, for sure. Actually, my son has taken apart several iPhones and uh, to put in a new speaker or to put in a new uh, headphone jack when they were broken. And the the thing is, is they were for friends. It was already broken. Right. Mm-hmm. So Nothing to lose. He, right. Yep. And so he's, you know, he has done that on several different iPhones and replaced the screen, you know, different things like that. So... You know, I think there is a large group of people out there, but I also see it benefiting the people who are out in rural areas that don't have access to stores. Yep. They can they can get these parts and do them and they'll have somebody in their area that's more techy than 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 the average probably. But I, I think that's a great opportunity there for for the people who are, are far away from from an urban setting. Right. Yeah, I um I I'm fairly comfortable doing computer repair stuff like i've gone to ifixit.com and downloaded their their repair guides i've fixed lap you know macbooks and various other things like that and you know those have been i i remember the first time i replaced the display on a on a power book you, you know years ago mm. about 10 years ago now uh that i crunched well, actually more than 10 years now because it was when i was buying this house so like 13 years ago <laughs> and uh it was it, yeah it was scary and one of the hardest things i've done but I did it and I felt fairly accomplished with a phone. I, it would have, that phone would have to be pretty badly damaged. And, and like you said, have nothing to lose for me to want to do it. In fact, I've got a few of those damaged phones laying around here from the kids (laughs) that may be worthwhile. Uh, I had a uh, son who dunked a phone in the ocean. uh, uh, The only thing worried 
there would be to say, do you spend more on parts and then it still may not work? Yeah, right, that's, right. That's the the bit there. That's the thing is, is it's it's the what is the cost? I mean, it's Apple, so it may be, yep. you know, uh, not worthwhile. Or, you know, Apple has these repair manuals that you can look at. And so I look at the repair manual and buy the parts from, say, I fix it for less. You know, that that might be the, the way to go with that, too. So. Um, I mean, kudos on Apple. I mean, this is, you know, even if it's I, a big I step. even if I never do this, this is nice that they're mm-hmm. and even if it's they're doing it because they're worried about regulatory <laughs> things and antitrust stuff. Fine, whatever. But hey, it's they're doing it. And I'm pleased to see that. Um, and it's not just iPhones. I think it's Macs as well. That's that. They're, yes. They're gonna uh, be doing that's Macs what I understood. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Uh, now we have some kind of silly articles uh <laughs> this one uh i'm not sure this one didn't really open up let me uh, see if i can pull this up here really quick uh so this one is kind of weird walmart was selling this dancing cactus toy uh where it would sing and dance and you know sing a song and it turns she bought it for her 15 month old granddaughter you know as it's supposed to be an educational toy and it's supposed to sing songs in English, Spanish, and Polish. Now, this woman happened to speak Polish, and when she listened to the song, the cactus was singing about doing cocaine, drug abuse, suicide, depression, and used oh, profanities in, in Polish. <laughs> oh. Did they not vet these sorts of things before? Like, did the, hey, that sounds like a fun a fun Polish song. Just throw it in. But uh, should we get someone to, to, to listen to this who knows Polish? Nah, it'll be fine. Just throw it in there. It sounds like a kid's song. Oh, my gosh. Just every once in a while, you see one of these stories about some toy that just is complete, something weird, inappropriate about it. Uh, Somebody warped in the production line. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought this was a funny story. And it reminded me of this other story I saw recently uh, out of Sri Lanka. A Catholic church had programs for its Christmas midnight mass service, you know, the the, the, mm-hmm. the songs. And it was the program and it had the Ave Maria. Unfortunately, whoever was now Sri Lanka is not primarily English speaking, but this was an English language program. And whoever went and got the Ave Maria lyrics got the Snoop Dogg song Ave Maria instead, which is oh, not, not, no. not family friendly. Not family friendly. Not about the Blessed Mother. <laughs> it's oh, just, dear. oh my. It's very, very embarrassing. But that's what it kind of reminds you of. Every once in a while you see these translation issues. So, well, uh, it's kind of like the T-shirts that people buy when they go over to, to you know, that they'll find out that it's very rude language or very yeah. obscene language. And it just looks like Chinese or Japanese <laughs> or whatever. Or people who get tattoos in right. other languages and, yes. do, you know, they don't, they don't speak it. And people who speak the language go, yeah, that's not what that says. So anyway, if you happen to see the dancing cactus toy at, <laughs> don't. at Walmart, well, <laughs> Buy it if you if you want if you're not going to give it to a kid, it might be amusing yeah. to you. But uh, yeah, don't give it to children, especially ones who speak Polish, or who or are likely to repeat the Polish song to somebody who speaks Polish. <laughs> to grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh man. So I just thought that was funny. All right. So then uh, here's another uh, fun song. Talk, we've been talking about billionaires in space recently. Uh, Jeff Bezos predicts that one day humans will visit the earth the way we visit Yellowstone National Park. It's going to be a preserve. All humans are all going to live off the planet and future generations instead will treat earth as a tourist attraction. What do you think? Pipe dream. Yeah, well, I mean, what <laughs> yeah, do you think? I'm not of the... sure what he put in the pipe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's been listening to that cactus. Uh, well, so whether it's plausible or not, let's let's say it, it's plausible that humans can, that we could do this. Let's just say we could do this. What do you think is the ethics or morality or just whether it's good for us to treat Earth like to, as a as a giant conservation museum? Muse, yeah, like a national park, a world park, while we're all living off on Mars or something. What do you think of that? I mean, on the one hand, I, I think it's actually silly. I, I don't think it's that's ever really going to going to be. Well, even if it was plausible, I don't think it's ever going to happen. And I wouldn't advocate for it. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, there is a good 
perhaps desire to want to protect and preserve the earth, which I mean, we, <laughs> we should have that desire right now. I mean, you know, we right. want to, we want to take care of our home. Uh, but on the flip side, you know, it's, it's our home. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, you know, <laughs> humanity to be basically kicked out of our house and saying, well, you can only come visit, you know, during open, open, uh, park hours. Well, and there's, there's something about who was it made for? You know, who right. was the earth made for? It, the history there is, is that's kind of theologically a little bit weird. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's so that the Martians can come over and, and <laughs> see what earthlings used to live like in the, you know, 2000s. Well, and the, the likelihood is, you know, in his vision, people would be living in space colonies, whether it's in space stations or in habitats on the moon or habitats on Mars. I just... Or terraformed other planets. That's, well, that's another maybe. thought he's... Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, th there, there's been talk by some scientists, like, the idea of terraforming Mars, that's been one of the big things. That That's all... That is, um, a, well, a pipe dream, as you said before. Very unlikely. It, it, to terraform the entire planet to make it livable so that humans could could live on the surface, you know, without suits... Is there's not enough material there? There's there's not enough atmosphere there to protect us from you know the 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 uh, radiation and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I, I so we, we'd probably be living indoors. And I just think domes. Yeah, I just think human beings were not made to be how you know to live their entire lives inside, except for an occasional vacation to you know Earth National Park. You know, I don't know. And would would everyone be able to afford that? I mean, the richest man in the world can afford it, right? Jeff Bezos or second richest now. I think depends on the stock market, I guess. Um, I think it's going to be the opposite that Mars, your colonies, your space travel is going to be the exotic vacation destinations. And yeah. Earth is going to be and remain to be our home. And, you know, and that's where our normal average lives are, are lived. And then the exotic is Mars or right. another terraformed planet or, or whatever. Or asteroid or something that's made into right. a habitable space. Yeah. I yeah. would go to the moon on vacation. That would be fun. Yeah. To a, you know, an orbital, orbital habitat on vacation. But yeah, I don't want to give up the living on the earth i mean yeah to to feel the breeze on your face and to you know to walk around on the on the ground to to have that reserve for just a vacation i just don't think that's i don't think it's human i don't think it's the way god designed us mm. i don't think it's i think we're designed to be in this environment right i mean and and if you just I mean, if you if you base this, of course, scripturally, i mean that's the whole first few chapters of Genesis is the creation of 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 the earth and of course all the cosmos, but you know, and then human beings being particularly put on earth to, As you know, custodians. cultivate and, yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, manage and be, be, you know, in charge of, of the things on the earth, not, not the moon or, or an asteroid. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, Jeff, um, you can, you, you can imagine <laughs> all you want, but we're not, Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> and with your cactus toy. All right. <laughs> Enough of that nonsense. So let's uh, move on to our picks of the week. And these are, again, as I mentioned, things that we uh, have used or recommend or that we like. So, uh, Pat, why don't you go first? What is your pick of the week this week? Well, this is kind of an opposite of everything else I've been talking about recently. But I thought it is technology and I see a real value in it. Um, a timer cap for medicine bottles that tells you when you last opened the bottle. Oh. And I have a daughter who's on a lot of medications, and she has found this invaluable because she's very forgetful. She gets distracted. She doesn't remember whether she took a particular med or not. This has really helped her. Mm. And so they're tall timer caps. So they have a replaceable battery and they come in different sizes. So depending upon how large your prescription bottle is, you're just buying the cap that goes on these things. Or you can buy a set that has the bottle and the caps that you would just put your own medicine in. But as I say, it's it's low tech, but it is tech. So I thought, yeah. um, let's mm -hmm. try it. You know, this would be good, not just for, for even older folks, but for like parents of little kids, how often you're sleep deprived and you're trying to read, like, I can remember the conversation with my wife, like, 
when did we give that medicine last to the baby? Exactly. Is it time for more medicine, please? You know, to help them sleep, like having that sort of thing. I actually, there needs to be a, a good app for that, by the way, to help parents keep track of uh, when they've been giving their kids medicines and bottles and all that sort of stuff. There isn't a, I, there are apps, but there's not a really good one. There is an alternate uh, company that makes ones that actually have a um, a um, combination lock on them. So that if you did have houses with small children, not only is there a cap on it with the, the little timer, but it's got something that you have to put in four digits and rotate them around to open it up. Oh, so okay. that would be something, too. That's good, too. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. That, I mean, that is tech. That is, a good, that is good tech. Father Andrew, what's your pick? So my pick, um, I'm sure everyone in the in this day and age has run into this problem that there just isn't enough characters in your social media profile to put multiple links to places. Yep. So there is a solution for that. Um, there is a free online service called Linktree. And so it is a service that will generate one link that you can put you know, wherever in your social media profile. And then it'll take you to a page where you can have multiple different links that will take you to different places. So that's, that's the, the tree, the, the branches mm. that would, that would oh, take you out. Cool. Um, you know, so for example, like um, on my Instagram, I have um, a link to the secrets of star Wars podcast, the SQPN uh, secrets of star Wars merch um, secrets of technology podcast, and my personal website. But there's no way that I could link to all of those in the short little profile on my instagram page so i can just throw the one the one link and then everybody can can get access to all those other links uh from there and i don't have to um i don't have to worry about it so uh, it's totally a free service but you, you do have to sign up for it um and i think there are paid options if you want but i don't i don't i don't even <laughs> see a need for that um, yeah you know but uh but it's super helpful if you want just one link and then you can uh, direct people to multiple multiple different places. I think the paid cool. the paid versions are really aimed at companies, so that like they can list links like when they put uh, up in, like Instagram shots of say a recipe, and uh, the link tree will be a link to all of the recipes that they've recently done, and they'll, they'll can, it'll look like their website and stuff. So that's mm, yeah, really yeah. aimed at business and not so much folks. Cool, excellent. That is that is a good pick uh, and free. So my mm -hmm. pick this week is actually might have some Christmas implications to it, depending on what you're giving as gifts. <laughs> so it's this amazing app. I'm trying to open it up here without uh, killing my connection here, but uh, it's called Bricket, and it's a Lego app. Uh, it's not from the co Lego company, but it's an app that you use with Lego. And here, here's the thing. If you know anybody who's got Lego, they've got a bin full of pieces, just random pieces. <laughs> yeah. So yep. what you do is, is you take the pieces and you kind of spread them out. You don't have to make the make them one, you know, all separate, but you do want to kind of be one layer so that all the so that all the pieces can be kind of seen. And then you act you know, activate the app and then you hold that it wants to use the camera and you hold it above the pile and you let it look at the pile and then it will tell you what you can build from that pile. It will give you ideas Ooh. of projects to build from the Lego the recipe. that are in that pile. I mean, it's an amazing machine language application. Like this idea oh, yeah. of it can look at the pile. It knows it, it recognizes the different kinds of bricks, all the different kinds and wow. from different orientations and even partially covered. And then very quickly come up with all of these different like you said recipes or uh plans for little projects and to to boot it has all of the different le official lego plans in there so that if if you know that you you bought the i don't know the kylo ren shuttle uh <laughs> lego set say and years ago and you built it and then it all got smashed up and thrown into a bin tell, tell me how i know how, how this happens <laughs> and you're, you're now you're a distraught 10 year old who wants his legos you know kylo ren shuttle again and you know how can i possibly well this you could say i want you to find all the pieces for this mm -hmm. from this pile and it will help you recover that and then wow. help you rebuild that from the pile uh, so all wow. the plans are in are in the app. So you can it's, it's a fascinating, amazing app right now. It's iOS only, but they do say they have an Android version 
it said coming this fall, so anytime now. Uh, so mm-hmm. it is amazing, uh, and it's uh, free. So I think it's free. I'm pretty sure it's free. Wow. Um, I don't think I paid for it. That would have been super cool to have as a kid. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Instead, just... I spent hours hunting just for random pieces and <laughs> just you know built whatever whatever I could. <laughs> right. So at one of the rental places we stayed at, they had in their basement this giant bin of Legos, and so yeah. my three youngest kids were down there constantly, and you hear that the noise, the sh- <laughs> of Legos. Shushing back. Yep. I'm like, just close the cellar door, and they can stay in the basement. Oh. And uh, but they, they would get the phone and they would or the ipad and they would you know hold it over it and then they would be able to build stuff from it it's just amazing uh what clever technology that is uh wow. so yeah, yeah check it out it brick it for free excellent so i think that about does it for us this time um i do want to encourage you to Give us some feedback if you have questions, tech questions of your own, like Ezra did today, or if you have any uh, responses to any of our picks, our uh, gift guide, or headlines, or anything we talked about, or just anything you want us to talk about from a tech perspective, you can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page at facebook.com slash Media. Or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And you can find links from our discussion, all of the gift guide links, everything, and our picks of the week in our show notes at sqpn.com. Remember to like this each episode of Secrets of Tech on our Facebook page. Retweet it when we're, we were on Twitter at sqpn. Leave us comments there. So until next time, Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Absolutely. Pat Scott, thank you as well. It's been fun. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. Quest.